Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. It's day 49 of my 90 Day Money Challenge, where I'm questioning everything related to money, success, which includes work and relationships with people. And today, the thought that I'm working with is other people are incompetent. Or if you have a specific situation, they are incompetent. And I just so happened to have a lovely specific situation uh, that recently happened with a group of collaborators where there was a point in the meeting where we needed to come up with a, a solution and everybody else is going around, uh, not coming up with any one solution. And what I started to feel was, oh, they're incompetent. I am gonna have to do this all myself. And that's what brought up uh, this familiar thought that goes way back to growing up and being the one in my family who would fix the technology because everybody else was incompetent with it or needed help. Um, I've always been the problem solver in any kind of job that I've had. Um, I've It's come up in personal relationships. It's come up in work relationships. It's very connected to I have to do it all myself and I need to solve all the problems in order to relax. So let's go in and find out if this really gnarly belief other people are incompetent is really true. All right, so we're going to go into the work of Byron Katie here. Take your best meditative posture. Take a deep breath. And I'm going to ask myself, is it true that other people are incompetent? I'm actually going to get even more specific and go back into this group collaboration situation and ask myself, they are incompetent in this moment. Is that true? What I saw pretty quickly is no, it's not true because what was really happening, if I slowed it down and really took a, a good look, is that I had a need come up, which is I need to find a solution to this for me to feel comfortable or desire. And if I look back, I see many examples where I had a desire or a need come up and I didn't express it. And there's some assumption that everybody was on the same page with me, that everybody also had the need to find a solution to this problem. And because I assumed that and hadn't communicated about that, then I felt frustrated as if they also were trying to find a solution, but were just doing it really badly or somehow on purpose or being incompetent. So that's where the, the inner translation issue happened. But some of these desires that I've had that have come up are, I want the blog post to look this specific way. I want the communication style to be like this. I want the technology to be set up in this way. I want the design or the marketing to look you know, like this, but not like that, but like this, but without that. 
and I want um, the I want to have longer time to discuss this thing could be a desire, uh, and that's come up. Um, or I want a quick solution to this, which is the one that that came up for me. So what I see is no, it's not that they are com- incompetent. Uh, it's that I had something come up and I didn't communicate it. And you know, flash forward to the the turnarounds. That's in- my incompetence right there. All right, but before we go into those turnarounds, let's go deeper in to how do you react? What happens when you believe the thought other people are incompetent? Or if you have a specific situation that you're doing along with me, how do you react when you believe the thought they are incompetent? So first thing that happens is as soon as that thought comes up, I get hyper solution focused and I'm like, okay, let's go team. Like, okay, great. Here's Here's what I think we should do. We should try that solution. And my communication gets kind of short and frustrated and snappy. And um, I get hyper-focused on the details. And uh, in this case, it was, well, I want to to get a solution and move on. And so I kept trying to apply, okay, this is the solution. And then everybody kind of like, well, but what about this and this and this? Okay, no, this is the solution. Oh, well, but well, you know, have you considered this? Not, not. Okay, well, this is the solution. And I became obsessed with the details in a way that um, that just made it worse and just kept prolonging. And in fact, this quick solution that I wanted started to just get longer and longer and longer because I hadn't zoomed out. So I get very narrow-minded and um, and kind of frustrated and and it's it just seems to to add more confusion into the mix, um, but. I'm not going to admit that. I think everybody else is an idiot. And uh, if they were more competent, they would just grab a solution that I've offered and move on and be like, that's great. Uh, And because they're not doing that, because they are probably being more reasonable than I am, I get angry. I get justified. No, this is the right solution. I have to be right. Uh, I, I get cold. I get hard. Uh, I kind of pull pull back into my corner and I'm like, yeah, well, uh, whatever that is, angry, I'm angry. And I withdraw kindness, I withdraw softness, I withdraw uh, communication, I withdraw love, I withdraw appreciation, uh, connection. Basically, I, I just shut down um, and, and pull back. And when I went into my body experience of that, the somatic experience, I, I saw that it's a, a combination of pressure in my forehead and it's kind of heat in my chest and like a tightness in my jaw and neck and kind of a achy shoulders. It's just like my whole upper body is kind of clenching and getting all squeezed in with frustration. And then when I took a look, doing the work on my meditation cushion, when I took a look at uh, some images of the past, what I saw is that I grew up with a family who wasn't really interested in the things I was interested in. 
like at least during my uh, growing up years, sort of maybe between six to, well, I guess six all the way to now, um, whereas I started to become interested in more specific things and just like playing with um, toys, uh, nobody else in my family could really relate to my interests. I was really interested in... um, computer games and card games and board games and gadgets and science and you know skateboarding and longboarding and you know as I got older music and playing instruments and nobody in my house I have two sisters and a mom that I mostly grew up with and a dad when I was younger um, and but nobody really wanted to to hang out or to to do those things with me and, and I didn't really want to do the things that they wanted to do. And so there's kind of a mismatch of interests. And uh, what I realized is that I felt alone. I felt alone, which is what I am seeing that I do when I get this experience of, oh, there's this need that I have that other people aren't seeing. And I... I I'm not aware enough to communicate it, so it seems like everybody else is incompetent uh, because they're not seeing me. But there's some there's some way that this whole thing is connected, where I'm feeling alone, and I really want to be seen and communicated with, and like I want to be met with the enthusiasm of my ideas. I basically I want somebody to play with. If I go way back to to that young heart that wants attention that wants to to be seen as being valued wants to be valued all of that happens in the mini moment here of they are incompetent and when i look at the future uh, i see basically just this i'm alone i have to do everything myself um, i'm i'm never going to get the help that i need all of that kind of stuff that is the wormhole that has been, this is what's so important is, this is what's been happening for me all around the thought other people are incompetent. And and that phrasing, other people are incompetent, is part of this whole story. So what we're doing is we're questioning this whole story when we say, is it true? Like, Is it true that this, all of this, is the way reality is, that that it's really true that they're incompetent, that I have to do all this stuff myself, uh, that I'm alone, and that that they don't understand me, and that that their ideas aren't solving the the problem. That whole thing, what we're going to do now is go free of that whole story. Just take that whole thing and place it over there, right, like a helmet that you're kind of taking off and putting aside and then take a breath and then look at the same situation. So if you have a situation in your life that's like this, maybe it's your business or your family or a coworker or a collaborator and you see them, take a look at them free of the thought that they are incompetent, free of that whole story, who or what would you be? What 
But when I look at them, I look at them in this situation, I see that each of them is trying to come up with a solution. And I also see that uh, each of them is trying to come up with a solution for everybody. And that they um, are seem to be aware of things that I might not be aware of, like, um, oh, well, this other person has this need and that person has that need uh, that maybe just because they know each other in different contexts than me, that they have that understanding so that they actually are bringing up things uh, that are important. And without the thought that they are incompetent, which makes me see those new things that they bring up as like annoying, useless things that are just creating more fluff. Without that whole thing, I would be slow. I would be wise. I would see clearly. I would be kind. I would be accurate with what's happening and I would be a good listener, which is about being connected. I'd be connected to each of them and to the group as a whole. And I would be connected to the real issues and the values in which we're even addressing issues, right? The whole container. <sighs> I would be calm. I would be relaxed. I would be free. It's like a, a whole new me. A whole new world, if you will. <sighs> okay, let's go into the turnarounds here. So, they are incompetent turns around to they are competent. All right, let's look at some of the examples I have. So, they're trying to find solutions that work for everybody. They are competent. Yeah, and, and in... I can kind of mirror this with ways that I'm incompetent there is uh, that I have my own need that I'm, I'm trying to gear the conversation to uh, without just making it clear. And so, so they are competent, potentially they are more competent than me in trying to find the solutions and not rush to a solution. Uh, another way that they're competent is they're paying attention to the emotional mood. And so they're probably more competent than me in seeing that, oh, well, I'm no he's getting frustrated over there trying to move on to the next item or to, to get this, the solution nailed down here. And they are trying to create other possible solutions. Well, maybe we don't need to find a solution right now and, and so on. Uh, another way that they are competent, uh, they're communicating clearly, but it's me who's rushed in the way that I'm listening. I'm not actually hearing all of the words that they're saying because I'm stuck in this story and this belief that they're incompetent. So I'm not actually taking the time to listen deeply to what they're saying. Um, but when I go back and look at the, the things that they were bringing up, I see that they were communicating clearly. And if I had slowed down enough to listen, I would have seen that. So then let's go over to uh, the one that I'm most excited about, I'm incompetent. <laughs> and sometimes the work is incredibly humbling and you just gotta roll with it. You just gotta you know, open your heart up and take it in. 
without beating yourself up and just, okay, I'm incompetent. Let's see how this is as true or truer in this situation. So one example is I'm not communicating my actual needs, right? What I'm doing is trying to provide these quick fix solutions to something based on a need that I have. Like I'm trying to get my need fulfilled by supplying these quick solutions instead of just saying the need that I have, right? That, oh, I am feeling kind of squished in this area and I want to find the solution. Instead of saying that and letting people understand how to work with me, all they're seeing is that I'm coming up with these little solutions that aren't helpful for them. So I'm incompetent. I'm just gumming up the works there. And, um, and, and I'm not seeing another example of I'm incompetent. I'm not seeing the whole picture here, which is that the, the kind of living, breathing health and communication of the group is more important than this one specific solution. I'm incompetent. Um, and another example is that by being stubborn, I'm kind of slowing everything down and, and just overcomplicating with the short-sightedness that I have and that that is, is uh, inhibiting the process from moving smoothly, efficiently, competently. So if you can, with the turnarounds, find an action step that you can practice, that you can try to integrate and embody. So my action step coming out of this session of the work is uh, that when I hear the thought they're incompetent or when I get that frustrated feeling where I'm like, ugh, why are they doing that? Or ugh, like, ugh, I have to do everything myself. Uh, my action is to use that as an alarm clock to wake me up to listen, to see if there's something I'm missing in what they're saying or what they're doing. See if I can listen for the reason underneath what they're doing. I might find out that they're not ready for a solution. I might find out that they feel scared. I might feel find out that they're confused. I'm, uh, But listening, turning my attention towards kind of zipping and listening. And then I might be able to ask questions to clarify or <clears throat> might be able to change the context and maybe ask, hey, do we want to come up with a solution? Do we want to pin this uh, project? All of those kinds of things. All right, good work. Keep going. This is all super valuable and I'm feeling more and more uh, clear and in line with all of these places that I've been frustrated by, sad by, scared by, as I've been going through the work. <clears throat> and um, I just really appreciate you going there as well. It's, it's such a powerful gift to everybody around you. So keep, keep doing the work, uh, keep uh, commenting and sharing and send me your insights, your messages. And uh, something that I just thought of right now is if you have... Um, if you want me to like play a voicemail or uh, something like that, I would be happy to try to figure that out so that you can, uh, I can kind of get you involved in the process. All right, see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. 
All episodes are available in video form, with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth a Journey, with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created, where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business, from virtual assistants to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. <laughs>